0: Battle bars, test premium audio, battle bars, your game to the next level with your
1: battle bots. Impress your friends, battle bars, battle bars, battle bars, battle bots. music and sound games. battle bots. MC scripts and sound
0: effects, battle bots. bring the ambiance, fantasy audio, audio, hearts dragons, elves and mages, giants, armor smells, werewolves and cages. What more do we have to say? Battle bars, battle bars, battle bars. BattleBards Fantasy Audio. Your one-stop shop for awesome fantasy audio. And with the help of the Cast, you can save even more. When you buy your $10 and $25 packages, use the code MFGCast1 to get one track free audio with your purchase. Also, with your $50 and $100 packages, use the coupon code MFGCast2 to get five free tracks. That's a half an album. Also, use coupon code mfgcast MFG Cast 3 with your $150 and $300 audio packages to get 10 free tracks. That's a full album of BattleBards Premium Audio free with the coupon code. So go to BattleBards.com for more information get your MF game off. This is MFG Cast. guys. Kurt here. And Mike here. <laughs> Another month of the podcast. Um, actually, this is our first regular uh, episode of the podcast. Um, as you've probably heard in the last couple of things that we've put out, um, it's been kind of a rough start to the 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, me and Mike have kind of been ill on you know opposite weeks and stuff like that, and things have kind of happened in, with families and stuff like that. So yeah it's just been kind of a mess so it's kind of nice to kind of get on track here um, so we're going to do a regular episode but um, not only are you going to hear me and Mike's voice we actually have some special guests can you believe it oh my gosh I'm excited aren't you no nah, probably not but anyway we're going to go through it we're going to get through it um, I've got two special guests and they're wonderful people and they're um, wonderful, wonderful board game bloggers uh, friends of mine I've got uh, taco from so one ks gaming taco thanks for coming on
2: hey thank you for having me
0: no problem and i've got Paige from board games and company hello now is it company or is it co or what How <laughs> would you say that?
1: so i've got it as board games and company you nailed the uh you nailed it on the head
0: Nice, nice, nice. And did I did did I do the inflection right with the question mark <laughs> yes. at the end of board and and the explanation <laughs> point? Did I say it loud? Yeah, it was perfect.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: awesome. Good, good. You can't have right. you
1: can't board. play board games without company, right?
0: That is true. <laughs> that is true. Now, now, does it mean that because you don't you didn't spell it board games like a board game? You spell it like like you're bored. So are you actually bored when you're playing the games with this company?
1: <clears throat> well, the my thought process was: Are you bored? Play games with company.
0: Oh, there you go. <clears throat> so why did you call it board games
1: with company then? Um, because I didn't. <laughs> 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 it was that uh, this is just the way it kind of came together, and that's that's all.
0: <laughs> N- uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. See, so you didn't expect that. Did yeah, you? I did not. Facts here that they may have a cheek. On nope. questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we we've come to talk about components in gaming. So we're gonna kind of speak on that and stuff, and uh, just kind of have a roundabout uh, conversation about it. Before we do that, though, we're gonna talk about what's now playing.
2: Hello, Michael here from the RPG Academy podcast, and I'm interrupting your regularly scheduled show for a brief word about a catacon, which is a tabletop gaming convention. This is our second year open to the public, and we are still quite small but we do have some huge guests that are lined up to play games with us. And at Akatakon, that is our focus, playing games. Akatakon 2016 is happening in November on the 11th, 12th, and 13th at the Dayton Convention Center in Dayton, Ohio. However, if you want a badge, you need to check out the Kickstarter, which will go live in April. If you'd like more information or to keep up to date on any new Akatakon news, please check out our event page at facebook.com slash the or on our website, therpgacademy.com slash I now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast.
0: Now playing. So, let's talk about what we're now playing. Paige, I'm going to have you go first.
1: Oh, what am I now playing? Um, This weekend I had uh, Arena of the Planeswalkers on the table, along with the DC deck-building game, uh, the Heroes Unite expansion and uh just a ton of review games it seems (laughs) it's all all i get time for gaming wise is reviews
0: now this brings up a interesting question because i was just thinking about this the other day so now that you've got this fun little thing that you do where you you blog and you have people send you your games and you review them and stuff like that is does it sometimes feel like a chore like holy shit i'm never gonna be able to play the games that i actually want to play i have to play all these games that i'm reviewing for other people
1: uh i wouldn't call it a chore i mean i love um experiencing new games so i mean it's nice to be able to fall back on the ones that i'm familiar with but if i don't get a chance to it's not a big deal for me
0: No, that's good that's good and I didn't mean it in, in a, da- 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 a derogatory way. Oh no, no. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure the way the way I way I kind of did it, it kind of sounds like that, but I think everybody kind of knows I'm joking about it. But um, but I was just thinking about that the other day, where I was like, holy smokes! So I looked at a game that I I literally was like, I played that once, and I've never played it again <laughs> since you know. And I'm like, man, I just really need to find a day and just go, hey, I'm gonna bring this out because we need to play this. <laughs>
2: what's funny is I actually still have games that I bought that I still haven't played from years ago and now I'm getting all these new games that I have to play ahead of it so
0: (laughs) yeah it's so funny because I remember when when we first kind of started this and I'd follow people on Facebook on twitter and stuff like that i'd see that and people would say that oh i've got like these 10 games i haven't played yet i'm like are you fucking crazy and i'm like wait (laughs) Mm -hmm. anybody can do that life gets in the way or you just there's something you're excited about and you kind of forget about the other stuff that's on that could you could bring to the table and stuff like that
1: definitely i find uh i find after holidays like christmas and stuff you get five or six games for christmas and then all of a sudden you've got these six games you haven't played and you're back into your schedule and you just haven't had time
0: yep yep yeah there's a couple i was just looking because i i always like to go through all my games before now playing just to you know jog my memory and I, i've seen like three or four i'm like holy crap i have not even opened these
3: games up it's just ridiculous Yeah, there's like three games on the table here that we haven't played <laughs> Actually, <it's laughs> that's solid looking. Ins- so that is insane <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny
0: oh yeah that's right i got you yeah, I got Mike Merchants of Venus and we haven't even yep. begun to look at it. Holy smoke. <laughs> um, okay, uh, what about you? What about you, Taco? What have you pl- what have you what are you now playing?
2: Oh, let's see. I just played uh, Apollo 13 the last couple days and had my review out for that today. And nice little cooperative game. Uh, Titan Race was a nice uh, kind of like a Mario Kart type board game. And this weekend I played Sinore uh, again. That's a fun Euro. Uh, what else? And yeah, and Seven Wonders Duel. That was the last one I played again.
0: So what do you what do you consider is better out of the Seven Wonders Seven Wonders Duel um, comparison?
2: I consider them two separate games. I mean, I like Seven Wonders with a larger group of people, like five or six but seven wonders duel is great for a two quick two-player game last year was just crazy for two-player games you had tides of time starfighter and seven wonders duel all come out second half of the year and it was just insane Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and we like we like that over here because me and (laughs) me and mike are usually doing the two-player games so Mm -hmm. it's it's nice to see a little bit more of those we were kind of talking about that before where it just didn't seem like there was enough Two-player specific games where you know most of, most of these games come out and they they say they're two-player, but you play them two-player and you're like, these are not two-player games. They're just they're just making it like that so they can sell more games. You mm-hmm.
2: know. Yeah, they're completely altering the rules to uh, make it two players.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. Anything else you're playing?
2: Uh, this week I've got Besieged. I'm trying to get on to the table as well as, let's see, Fire and Axe. And food chain magnet.
0: You got all kinds of good stuff coming up.
2: Yep, I do. <laughs>
0: Very nice. All right. Well, let's move on. Mike, what do, what have you
3: been playing now? Um well, the only thing that I can think of that we've played for board game type of things lately is we played legendary. I know. Oh, that's right. Probably the... that's the most recent thing I've actually played yeah, with, with you. Yeah with Both Secret Wars. Yep, otherwise I've just been video gaming. Well, we played Lego Dimensions one week. Yeah, that's right. Um, And then I played Disney Infinity 3.0 with my goddaughter, which was fun. She likes smashing things, so... She likes being the Hulk, so that's (laughs) pretty awesome. That's awesome. Um, And then uh, uh, WWE 2K16, they just put out another um, download content today of the Hall of Fame stuff. So I just got into that a tiny bit before we play tonight and then also Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh nice. Yes. Very cool. What do you think of that what do you think of that so far? Fun, but it's it's hard because I'm used to playing um, the Saints Row games more recently. Yeah. And so I kinda wanna do the things that you do in that, which are more zany. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, oh, that's not Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> you know Grand so Theft Auto. It's weird.
0: Grand Theft Auto is a little more realistic and kinda hard to do fantastical things. Mm-hmm.
3: So nice. Yeah, that's about it for me, really. Okay, so. okay.
0: Um, I've been playing a couple of things um, just because we've been on such a such a long hiatus. I forgot some of the things that we've been playing. My son got um, order up for Christmas, and that's a fun little game uh, delivering pizzas and um, uh, getting toppings, delivering pizzas. You can do you know, more than one delivery at a time. It's a, a cute little game for, you know, you and your kid, but it's also fun for adults, too, I think, because we played it with my parents and stuff like that, and they really liked it.
3: I played that, too, actually, because I got my goddaughter that. Oh, did she, you really? Yeah, we played that together. And we played Hotel Tycoon. Ooh, nice. Which is, there was an old game called ty- Hotels when I was a kid, and this is, like, a new updated version. There are all these 3D hotels that you put on the board. It's kind of a Monopoly type of game, um, but uh, I can't remember... I think it's as Modi, maybe. Okay. Re, like they got the license to it, so nice. they changed it up and they made it like instead of Monopoly, it pretty much lasts 40 minutes and it's kind of weird end game rules, but um, still kind of cool. That's so, cool. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds
0: fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we also played uh, the Magic: The Gathering board game. Played that at our local game that store. Was a long
3: time. It seems like. Well, yeah, it does seem like a long time, doesn't it? It was yep. only last month of yep. all things.
0: Uh, Camel Up, something my wife got for Christmas, which is super fun. Dungeon Busters, of course. Uh, King of New York, another game my son got for Christmas. Takenoko, which I, I always heard lots of fun things, but I yeah, really like playing it. We actually played that, too. Mm-hmm. Steamworks from Tasty Minstrel Games. I d- we only played a half a game of it because it kind of got late for me and my wife, and I don't know exactly if I like it or not, so I'm gonna have to go through it again. I hear a lot, you know, everybody I know really likes that game, so it's I'll have to go back to it. I'm still kind of on the fence. And then a game that me and Mike were actually gonna play the other day, but then Mike wasn't feeling so good, he had to take off. Uh, me and my wife actually played the Crysis expansion number two for the DC deck building game, and that was really fun because we played it a couple of times. And sucked at it, and then the next morning, my wife is like, "We gotta play this again." I'm like, "Okay, fine. You know, if you're up for it, I'm up for it."
2: Did you hear they announced number three? Oh, they have.
0: Jeez. Yep. So they want us to make, want us to feel better by ourselves for the third time. Good gravy.
2: Yeah, I don't know how it could be any harder. The second one was near impossible. I still yeah. love it though.
0: Yeah, it, it's funny too because the you know. My wife usually shies away from that kind of stuff when it's just so hard, but she's like, I don't care. She's like, I just like being in it, you know, and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, I mean, we, the first time we played it, I think we got through two crises and uh, one boss and then, (laughs) and one supervillain. And then the next time we only did one crisis and I'm like, geez, this is just ridiculous. Um, And then speaking of video games, I pulled out an old video game for my Xbox 360. I've been actually trying to finish Fallout New Vegas, of all things. Yeah. And uh, so I've actually been getting, I had some time to do that, because once everybody was sick, I was like, video games? (laughs) I'm like, you guys can sit and be sick and watch TV or read a book or whatever, and I'm going to play my dang game. And I've actually gotten really far to the point where I actually can beat it, but I'm like, ah, maybe I should wait and I'll, uh, I'll do some other stuff. But that's been super fun, so. That's it for Now
2: Playing. Do you like theme and board games? How about sexy voices? Or maybe overly enthusiastic Canadians? If any of these things sound great to you, then you need to check out the Boards Alive podcast with Aaron and Quinton. But wait, there's more, because we don't only talk about board games, we talk about RPGs, whether you want fantasy or sci-fi, doesn't matter, we got you covered. We also talk to notable names of the board gaming community because they know way more than us.
0: So check out Boards Alive, the podcast that brings board games to life. Okay, well that made up for a lot. Made up for a lot of lost time. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into the discussion of components. Um, I will start off just because I was just thinking about this this morning. Um, and I actually asked this on Twitter to no response, so I thought I would <laughs> uh, bring this up for you guys and uh, see what you thought about it. So components are pretty crucial to a game, I think. Without components, you don't really have a game. <laughs> you just <have> four <laughs> you, uh, you pretty much have uh, Fantasy Flight plus a couple cards. No, no, I'm just kidding. Fantasy Flight, we love you. So as far as you're concerned, can components that components that you don't like in a game, can that ruin your experience of a game? Can a game be, you know, kind of fun for you, but the components are terrible? Can that ruin the game experience for you?
1: Uh, Not for me. Not even a little bit. I uh, I did a review that was essentially a print and play, and I'm keeping the pieces of paper it came on because I like the game so much. Yeah. Um, so that does not affect me. Obviously, um, nicer components make me smile more, but <laughs> it, it's it's not a make or break issue with me.
2: What about you, Taco? I think if I bought the game and it had crappy components, I'd be a little pissed off about it, and probably would affect my view of the game. Otherwise, a lot of times it, it's gameplay first, and then you gotta look at the components and theme. Hopefully, that leaves that. I love it when they have all three kind of just mesh well together, like it should be.
1: Uh,
3: yeah. What do you think, Mike?
2: Um,
3: I think the only thing that I can think of that really messes with me—I've never really had it happen to myself that I can think of—but I know I'm just reading some reviews on different games, like that game. It's like Legend of Zelda. I can't think of what it is, but you know, all the characters look like they're Zelda. You have it. I can't think of it right I don't know, but I gave you the... <laughs> is, is it a board game? No, I gave you some more guys for it for Christmas. Oh, uh, 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 Crossmaster Arena. Yeah, Crossmaster Arena. I was reading different reviews on that, and I haven't seen it. Like, the stuff that you've gotten has been in good shape, but a lot of people are complaining about broken parts and having problems mm-hmm. getting them replaced, that they would actually come broken. So I think that's the only thing for me. It's like, they build weak. Stuff and then you end up getting it. And it's broken. You know that mm-hmm. would be disappointing yeah. more than anything. But otherwise, I, I guess I've never had components that have maybe be like I'm not playing this game over again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It was just something. It was just something I was just kind of thinking about because I I'm not usually pretty picky about that kind of stuff either. Because if the if the gameplay is good and the mechanics are, are good. And, you know, as long as the components are faulty, like you said, Mike, you know, I'm pretty much into it. It's, I don't know, I think sometimes it's hard, though, because I, you know, I see with some games that you play and you're like, I just wish I could, I wish I could just call them up and say, I wish I could have this be upgraded to this, you know, and I know there's ways to do that. You can, you know, there's different places that make different kind of quality meeples and jewels and gold pieces and stuff like that for different other games. But, you know, so, sometimes it, some, I've seen some that have turned me off. I can't think of anything at the top of my head right now. Um, you know, we might talk, I mean, it might be something we kind of reference in Dungeon Busters, but I'll actually kind of talk about it now. Um, when we got sent the review copy, well, this is the copy that's made before they actually are making it for the public. And the copy before, they actually had some little um, uh, plastic jewels well in this in the copy that they have they're just going to have these cardboard jewels basically they look nice and stuff like that but now playing with these other n- nicer components it's like oh you know <laughs> you're you're kind of stuck but at the same time it, it doesn't take away from the gameplay of it so it's like you, you can't really you can't really take it down for that you know
3: yeah. so i guess the another thing that i kind of thought of in the way of Like bad components. I know sometimes you'll get, I know there's card sleeves for everything, Mm -hmm. but you'll get cards that, you know, your fingers just, the quality of the card, after a while, they end up getting, like, stuck together or whatever. Even Mm -hmm. if you're not playing, like, you wash your hands. We're not dirty people, but you (laughs) you just get that thing where the card quality is so bad that stuff starts rubbing off on it, you know, and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think that's something that. (laughs) annoys (laughs) me nice
2: Nice. i don't want to spend
3: a ton of money on card sleeves either so yeah yeah sure okay
0: anything else uh, anything you guys want to bring up
1: to add to the point of taco's um statement saying that he wouldn't want to pay for a game with bad quality um i think with my expectation it would be i don't want to spend a lot of money on a terrible components uh if it's Priced accordingly, I expect less. But, you know, I don't want to spend $100 for paper, right? So I should clarify that.
0: What were you going to say, Taco? All
2: right, well, I was just going to say how, uh, you know, usually components can make a game better, but I don't think it's necessarily something that hurts a game. I mean, you look at, like, Food Chain Magnet. You know, I haven't played it yet, but when I was looking through the components... They are pretty bland. I mean, it is close to, you know, print and play as you can get. But everyone rants and raves about the game, and you know, it costs close to a hundred dollars, and people are, you know, it's selling out every printing. So,
0: so what about the what about the components? Look shoddy then.
2: They're just very plain. It's it's very much like someone took a grid. As the map and the cards are just, you know, text and a little color, but nothing real fancy. So why
0: why such a high price point then? Did they come with minis?
2: No, no minis, nothing like that. From what from what I understand, it's mainly because it's two guys designing the game. They own the company, they do it on their off time, and they do such limited print runs that they know what they can sell it for, and it sells.
0: Wow. Hmm. Uh, to me that I don't know, to me that the to the point of page that to me doesn't seem like a good enough call for us to pay 100 bucks for something like that.
3: Oh.
0: Yeah. Regardless of how it may play, I guess. I mean, that's just that's just my opinion off the top of my head, I guess.
2: I I I'll I have it so we we'll be, I'll be checking to see. <laughs> <laughs> well, you let us know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I think companies need to get away from are wood cubes. We, At this point with manufacturing, it's so much easier that they could just make little shapes, or I almost prefer cardboard tokens with the art on it rather than wooden cubes.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, I, I almost wonder if that is for the old school gamers that are used to that, or... I mean, I'm sure it's it's probably for them. It's probably cheap because it's more it's more accessible than other stuff. But you know, I I'm not sure.
2: I mean, look at Lords of Wiredeep. Deep. Mm-hmm. I have no one going. Okay, I'm going to send my mage on this quest. It's okay. I'm going to send my three purple you know <laughs> cubes.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's totally. It's funny too because when I when we first played that game. You know, I don't think we ever explained, I mean, we kind of maybe bruised through it, you know, but we didn't actually, you know, say like, oh, this is, this is this person. This is, the, you know, you just, that's exactly what you say. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is orange, <laughs> this is purple, you know, that kind of thing.
1: I need three purples and a black. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's totally what it is. It's like you're giving change or something. Yeah. So with components, um, it seems like more people are, it seems like more companies and stuff like that are getting into miniatures, which is really rising the cost of a game. Do you guys prefer that you'd have minis in a game if it calls for it, or would you rather just shave down that price and just have, you know, better components that are not miniatures?
2: I think I would actually like to see companies start releasing two different versions, a deluxe version with minis and a regular version with, like, cardboard standees like the old days to cut costs. I think they would sell more games that way.
3: That's what I was thinking, too. Like, I was, I've was i got uh, Star Wars Imperial Assault sitting here, and it, it's interesting because you can buy so many of the little minis because they only send like three or four groups in the expansion, and then all the rest of them, if you want the actual mini, you go out and buy that to add on to it, mm-hmm. where otherwise they're just little tokens. So that cuts the price down. I can't imagine how much... The game or the expansions would be if they would put all those every single character in there as a mini right away. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it seems like some
0: companies like like Fantasy Flight are figuring out like okay, we want to give you as many miniatures as you'd like, but you know we're not going to make it ridiculous. But we'll have these others available if you want to you know buy them separately.
2: Even cool mini or not did that recently with Besieged, where some of the monsters were add-ons. Yeah, that's awesome. Paige,
0: what do you? What's your opinion
1: on that? Well, I I agree completely. I think uh, that having a and cheaper, easier, e- more easily accessible um, version that it cuts cost for people who just want to play the game is would be perfect. I mean, uh, and then you've got the people who want to collect and paint their minis, and they can invest in the game a little more heavily and. You know, everyone's happy, and everyone can talk about the game. They don't have to say, oh, I wish I could have afforded to buy the game with the minis. You know, they're not missing out still.
0: Do you guys think there are games out there that have too many components? Like, just when you played the game, you're just like, wow, we could scale this back a fourth, and it would be just as good as if we, you know they tried to put so many of the, so many of these other components in it
1: have you played fantasy flight games <laughs> <laughs> That's well, I no. <laughs> <laughs> no i um it the first example i think of is elder sign it just seems like there's so much in such a small box and i i think most of it's essential but i mean do we need 18 characters
0: that makes me think about. Um, <laughs> I feel bad about getting on fantasy flight, but they they make enough money. It's okay. Um, it, like when we played the um, Game of Thrones game board game, and that's got just. I mean, seriously, like I, I can't buy enough baggies for this. I go right. broke. You know, it's like holy smokes, how many how
3: many little tokens do we need, people? And that's the thing is like Merchant of Venus, that game. Elder Sign, you know, we have all those games, and it's like they don't send you bags or anything. It's just like dump them in the middle of this box and then try and sort it all out later on every time you want to play. It's ridiculous. It's like at least send some bags or something. I mean, that's not that difficult. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, even some of the smaller companies companies that I've seen that have a lot of components, they'll throw in like an extra 10 little baggies, Mm -hmm. 10 little plastic baggies like that ain't going to cost you a lot of money.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, I, I remember this was probably about, like, five Gen Cons ago when uh, Star Trek Canton came out. I bought it for my friend. We ended up playing it at, at the hotel the next day. And you had, to, you had to, like, put together each, you know, starship and space base. Well, the plastic bags they gave you didn't hold the miniatures. You had to take them apart to try and give them the fit again. Completely useless Ziploc bags.
0: And that, and that part is is starting kind of annoy me with different things and stuff like that It'd be nice when you know say your legendary marvels and your uh, and your DC deck builders and stuff like that and you and you just keep coming without with all this material all this material all this material wouldn't you just think, oh you know what we need to sell our own comp- our own boxes or you know uh, why can not I think of exactly what I'm trying to think of um, things that you can carry all this stuff in that you don't have to be like well i'm gonna put a little bit of it in this box i'm gonna put a little bit of it in this box and then if you sleeve it it's like holy shit i shouldn't have thrown away those other boxes that i had Mm -hmm. i should have saved something there
2: you know like smash up did with with the big geeky box they after all those releases they had they finally made an expansion that was almost a whole was just pretty much the box to store everything what were you saying? Yeah, to
1: you? I was just gonna say the exact same thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like
0: it's like we're all on the same page, it doesn't matter. Oh, um, I see what you did yeah. there. So it's just
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um I mean, I have my I have my rum and bones in a Plano like fish tackle box because there's <laughs> so much.
0: I know. It's just silly because I did that the other day when we were playing a playing the DC deck building game and then I was like you know what I'd actually because I actually mixed everything together so we could play different things and I was like well now I gotta put everything back in it's original thing so you know I could maybe go online and just ask some people and like what what matches good with what set and stuff like that and just trying to get that deconstructed and constructed again was a fucking hassle <laughs> you know <laughs> so it's like oh my god I wish, wish I had like a sometimes I, I think I should just like you said, just buy a Tupperware container and just put it all in there and then just get a couple of uh, uh, recipe cards and just label it that way. I don't care how, how silly it looks. I just do it to get it the way I want it. You know.
2: I actually uh, purchased the Broken Token organizer for that because it worked nicely.
0: Very nice. For DC or for Marvel?
2: For DC. I, I had the Marvel one, but everything doesn't fit anymore, so... I actually bought like an art case, and I'm going to try and figure out some way to make rows in it to uh, fit everything. I already printed up uh, dividers. I think I showed them on Twitter a while back.
0: So um, so how much does that, does that case actually carry, then?
2: Uh, from what I understand, the case will carry uh, quite a bit. I mean, I have one of the cases, and it holds all the Dominion stuff. Oh wow! So it can hold quite a bit, and it wow. still has plenty of room. That is amazing. Okay, so maybe that's what I need. <laughs>
0: put it on my put it on my birthday list.
2: I'll, I'll send you a link after.
0: Oh, perfect. <laughs> save up, save up, save up my shuckles for that. Okay, so I know I had some. I know I had a few things to talk about, but I've kind of lost my train of thought. So why don't you? What is there anything? Any subjects you guys like would like to bring up?
2: I've got a couple games that uh, I think have done a couple components really good. You've got uh Splendor, you know, for the po- the poker chip uh, gems that made that game really popular just based off of those poker chips.
0: Nice. Now and, were they because I haven't have not played that
2: yet. Don't sue me. Um, <laughs> is it regular poker chips or is it smaller, bigger? I think they're about regular size. And they're very heavy, very sturdy. Wow! And then that's uh, awesome. And it's a it's a fairly inexpensive game. Yeah, it's not badly priced. It was for a little bit when it was hard to get, but now it's out there. Uh, to zulk in the Mayan calendar with that board with the spinning gears. That made you know that made it like a standard worker placement game something unique that stood out.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Just anything new you can bring to the table that hasn't been done, is it's a hard achievement.
2: Yeah.
0: Gosh, I'm trying to think of any games like that that I was just really blown away by. Gosh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, unfortunately.
1: So I was um, blown away by Flick'em Up. I know it's not worker placement, but...
0: Well, tell us more about it, Paige. Come on. Sorry Do I have to pry it out of I, <laughs> <laughs> I was started. really excited about
1: it, eh? No. <laughs> Sorry, I got a buzz, and I thought I lost you. <laughs> um, nope. Yeah, it's. I mean, everything's wood and really thick cardboard. <clears throat> thick wood. <laughs> thick cardboard.
0: Edge West as wood. Yep. Like wood. Yep. Well, News at 11.
1: He <laughs> likes the wood thick. Love the wood. <laughs> you, can, you can quote me on it. <laughs>
0: uh, nice. Uh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, I just think it was very well put together. Uh, the components are well built. It's a, a amazing game. I love the yeah. look of it, the components. And it's fun.
0: Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's definitely something you don't you don't see a lot of, you know, thick wood <laughs> components. <laughs> I can't even say it now without Um But yeah, you don't you don't really see it all that much and you know how you know well it was put together. They actually had a um bigger version of that uh Gen Con that we were at last year, me and my wife, and uh I I was a dum dum and I was thinking that was gonna be the original version. I was like, Holy shit, this thing is huge. <laughs>
2: I, I thought like, the same thing at Origin, so <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just funny some of the things you see and you're like, "Wow, that is amazing." You know, they had a they also had a like a almost like a little kid version that they could actually be the monsters uh, uh for King of New York at Gen Con too. And I was like, "Holy crap. I'm like it'd be awesome to have that." Yeah. It would cost like $200, but
2: still. <laughs> shipping would be a little expensive.
0: Yeah, no kidding, right? That's why you buy it at Gen Con cuz <laughs> you'll never, you know, you don't want to pay for that. <laughs> Well, we saw the big. uh, We one of the big things that we saw too that we really loved too. Speaking of awesome big components, but they had like the big Jenga, that was like like probably about eight feet tall. It was like holy shit, this would be awesome. But at the same time, it was like with all the other games we had, we wouldn't be able to fit this in our trunk. You know, we'd (laughs) have to strap it to the top like an old mattress or something. You know, be a lot of thick wood. Here's the theme, folks. Thick wood. Perfect. <laughs> Thick wood for the components.
1: you would have to get a ladder oh. to get up to the top, too.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, well, it's funny too because you know, uh, my wife, when she saw that, when she when she saw that big jenga, she's like, "Oh my god, Logan would just love this." And I'm I'm thinking, if this thing fell, on Logan, he'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> just like, that seems like a hazard.
2: He can't lift the pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Seriously, those those pieces, they're probably about, you know, two or three pounds. I mean, seriously, it seemed like they were just monsters. It's just crazy.
2: I think I saw on Reddit a while back, uh, someone made a really large, like, backyard-sized version of uh, Catan, where they used, like, stuffed animal sheep, and they used logs as wood and everything like that. And it was just this huge, insane thing. It looked awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, it's just crazy to think of all the stuff that you do. Oh, um, thinking about upgrades in gaming and stuff like that. You know, it seems like with Kickstarters, they always have these exclusives where they have upgraded components and stuff like that. Um, Have you ever, you know, seen a game that you really liked and you bought it and then you know, about a year later they come out with the deluxe version and you're like, okay, where was this? The Two years ago I bought this game or, you know, or or is it something where have you ever thought when you had the game and you saw the deluxe version where you're like, okay, I need to get this version or did you think, you know, I just, obviously I have this other game. Why would I need the deluxe version of it?
2: I was late to get on the Arcadia Quest bandwagon, so I had to, like, you know, pay, you know, pretty much a leg and and an arm just to get all those Kickstarter exclusives.
0: That's crazy. So do you think that Kickstarter exclusives are a good thing or a bad thing?
2: I understand why they exist, but it does suck when you miss out on them.
0: Yeah. I... I can I kind of agree with you on that too because it's like I understand it get you know it gets more people involved and stuff like that but at the same time it's like you know basically telling the other people well you know w- you know were you in the hospital for 6 months too bad you can't do this one thing you know or something like that you know it's just to me it's just it's kind of interesting that they you know that they wouldn't just allow that for anybody to do it you know just pay an extra or whatever and you get that upgrade and stuff like that, where there's a lot of companies that don't do that. You know, they just say, this is Kickstarter exclusive. And once it's gone, it's gone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever extra we have, we'll sell at, sell at conventions, and then that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that part's rough, because there's a lot of people that have a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, Paige, what did you what did you think about that?
1: Um, I don't feel a need to get upgraded components. Like I said, I'm I'm really easy going with my components as is, so for me to get say uh Lords of Waterdeep, all the cutout meeples to match mm-hmm. their doesn't bother me. I can use the cubes. Uh I I'm impartial for the most part. Like I I mean there's nothing that's stood out to me this at this point to this point. That makes me say, I've got to go get this game I already own again.
0: So, but what if there, what if it was really thick wood? Would you? I
1: I would consider it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an arborist. Give me a break.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on, Paige. Yeah,
1: I'm going home. See ya. (laughs) Uh,
2: What were you going to say, Taco? I was just saying how I do wish, you know, sometimes when they come out with those deluxe versions, if I already own the regular version, version give me an upgrade kit. Mm-hmm. Or one thing I don't like is they'll come up with like the deluxe version or a new version, and then they come up with an expansion that only works for a certain version, and then you start getting confused. Yeah. I mean, as much as I like Viticulture in Tuscany, I got a little bit confused when it's like, okay there's, Vi- there's Viticulture one, there's Viticulture 2, then there's Tuscany, and then there's Viticulture Essentials edition. And I'm like, so which one does Tuscany work for and <laughs> it, yeah, it's confusing.
0: yeah when you have to do more research than it's worth, that's that part's tough. What do you think about that,
3: Mike? Um, it's kind of funny because when we're talking about this, I'm thinking like I'm not even thinking on board game. Right now, since it's a gaming podcast, I'm thinking of video games. Oh, yeah. What really bothers me is Street Fighter (laughs) and every, like, deluxe, deluxe edition that adds two characters. (laughs) And it's like, okay, rebuy the game for two characters. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's always pissed me (laughs) off about that franchise. (laughs) I just wanted to rant on it, so. Nice. um, But otherwise, like, for a deluxe version, I don't think I'd ever, I wouldn't ever rebuy a game. I would rather put my money towards getting an expansion for a game or getting a new game, you know. I mean, I guess I don't care that much that I would need something, upgraded components or anything like that, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. That makes me think of, like, back in the old days where the with video games and stuff like that, it'd be like, okay, if you play the Xbox, you get these two characters. If you play the mm-hmm. PS3 or PS2, you get these versions. Like, give me a break. Just give me, give me the same ones, you know, just play it. As is, you know, that kind of thing. It's just, to me, I think that's, that stuff is pretty silly. So
2: Right, like where Soul Calibur had like three different, you know, one for each system had a different character.
0: Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking yep. of when they had like, uh, like what was it, it Darth, was, Darth Vader and Yoda. Well, and, and they,
3: they came out for the other two. They were DLC later on. So oh, you gotcha. could get them for both systems, but for Soul Calibur 3, it was was it the gamecube i think that was on
0: mm-hmm.
3: um gamecube had link so obviously none of the other systems could have that and then xbox had spawn yeah. and then um playstation had uh Hayahachi from from yeah. uh oh
0: tekken another, yeah
3: yeah 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 so and those uh, they never crossed over so it was just like what guy do you like better you mm-hmm. know yeah. choose that system so mom
1: i need all of these
2: systems <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> no kidding no kidding right for one
3: guy <laughs> yeah. I
2: don't know for video games what annoys me is launch day downloadable content
3: yeah,
0: that's true too. Mm-hmm. Paige are you okay there? yeah, yeah. are you dying? I
1: <laughs> my hardwood table's a little wobbly <laughs>
0: <laughs> Calm down page okay. Um, yeah, no, I totally, I totally hear you, Taco. It's, it, it. it's kind of, it's kind of funny when they do that kind of stuff. It's like, come on, just don't, I don't need all this hubbub, you know. It's just give me the game that I want to play. You yes. don't have to throw all this extra crap in there, you know.
3: Or a I, launch day update that's like, a few gigs that <laughs> you have to sit there. It's like, I just want to play my game. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> I know. That, I, f- I feel like an old timer complaining about downloadable content when it's like. You know, you get like half the game when it comes out, and then the other half comes out a month later, and you have to pay for that half. hmm
0: Yeah, yeah, and just sitting or actually having to download overnight because you, can't, right. you you know you can't wait that long for something to download or whatever. You know, to me it's just it's ridiculous. Um, so is there? I know I know Paige probably won't talk speak very much to this, so I apologize for singling him out, but. Is there any games that you've that you've seen components that are upgraded, or there's just something that just caught your eye, and you're just like, "Holy shit, I need this for this game," you know?
1: Nope.
0: nope. <laughs> 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 ah, Paige, what a guy Glad to have you on.
2: I I like shiny stuff. I'll admit it. I'm a big fan of like shiny components. So I have like you know the plastic coins for Arcadia Quest, and I have. The meeples for Lords of War Deep because it made it at least semi seem semi seem like you have you're sending a mage or you're sending a a warrior out on a quest you know if it helps the game I don't mind you know paying a few extra bucks to get something but some of the components are really expensive out there like metal coins there's like Kickstarter every week for those things and each time it's like thirty bucks for like ten coins it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It seems like you're trading gold for (laughs) gold. You know, (laughs) not very good metal. You know, right. Um, It it made me think of uh, like metal dice too for like role playing games and stuff like that. It seems like everybody's doing like oh titanium dice and this kind of dice and it's like geez I don't need to pay eight eight million dollars for my dice. I just want some dice I can roll (laughs) so I can role play. You know.
2: And then you need money to resurface your table. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not if it's good wood.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, that's awesome! Well, Paige, I have a, qu- a question for you relating to that. Yes. So you played the Magic the uh, Gathering board game. Yes. Um, did you feel that, you know, even though there was you know decent amount of minis, with the um, the terrain? that stacks up on there i mean i granted there's probably more for the expansion that came out the battle of zendikar or whatever did you feel like there just wasn't enough to that
1: um like there wasn't enough uh playing terrain or like enough obstacles or both
0: yeah it just didn't seem like there was just enough to me it doesn't
1: yeah it, it. it didn't seem like it was a ton but being a an ex magic collector i knew i know that i'm sure they're gonna put more stuff in the future so i mean it's a painful wait right now but i i'm sure expansions will cover it the biggest thing i hope for actually with that game is that um land types start coming into play in expansions and you can start um getting bonuses for your planeswalkers based on what land you're on
0: Yeah, it's just, its just. Yeah, it was weird when we first played that, and I—we haven't really talked about it all that much. But to me, it was like, oh, this—this this seems like it'll be cool, and it's the same people that did. Uh, what was that other game that they did? That's like this. Why can't I think of Heroscape? it? Heroescape. 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 Thank you. Everybody else knows it, but me. Um, <laughs> and you know, they had—you know—it just seemed like they had so much for that, you know. And, and again, they have made more after the fact or whatever, but. You know when i first played it i was kind of like wah, wah. you know it was just like you open the you open it you're like well it's fun enough you know but i me right away i was like i want more terrain i want <laughs> you know i want them to be able to scale i want it to be harder for you know it seemed like when we were fighting it seemed like it was like really easy to fight you know and yeah. not so easy to get away
3: for me like looking at it, though i look at the price point of how cheap the game was to yeah. have that many minis and then, you know, you don't have that much terrain, but still, I mean, that's true. That's a, a case where they kept the cost down, you know, yeah. to give you some good components. That's true. So, that's true.
0: Yeah. I only paid $25 at the time, yeah. I think. So. I
3: think it's, I think the retail is like 30 or 30, something yeah, like that, yeah, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so are there games out there that you have paid uh, top dollar and you we're expecting the components to be great. And this immersion of the game was supposed to be spectacular. And when you open it up, you're like, okay, this is just not what I wanted.
1: Um, I was a little underwhelmed with, uh, Takedo. And really, yeah, I mean, I, I love the board and it's, it looks nice. Um, I didn't like the size of the cards, and like just it was minor things, like that.
0: So, are you a giant? You have giant hands. I you hold those am
1: ninety-seven cards. feet tall. It sucks. <laughs> 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 that's why you love wood. So yes, much. you're always hanging from them all <laughs> yeah, time. yeah, hanging
0: from the trees like you do. That's interesting. I that that's a game I would be on the opposite end for. I mean, I don't. They're not. It's not necessarily you know the components aren't necessarily like super spectacular but but the way that i think just because i was taken away by the art and stuff uh, and the gameplay it just yeah, i don't know
1: oh I, yeah sorry i wasn't expecting oh, that's okay. the <laughs> i wasn't no, expecting
0: I want, you, the... <laughs> I want you to talk about why you did not like yeah, it I it was, was, just, I was uh, putting my opinion i, I
1: was, was wasn't expecting the question so i'm just opening the box and it was the the paintings and stuff i felt like they were a little skimpy and that's, it wasn't the card size. I'm I'm not a monster. <laughs> well, they do have the deluxe version now. God damn it.
0: That's, yeah. the one, that's one of the things when we were talking about deluxe editions, I was like, oh, oh, I would have loved to have this if I would have known, you know, what I know now, you know, but I'm not going to buy that. I'm sorry. I already have, you know, I, we just... <laughs> Uh, just for Valentine's Day, I just got Tracy the third, the or the second expansion for it. Yeah. So you know, I don't, I don't want to pay, you know, whatever how much it is to get all the upgraded components and stuff like that. So
2: they did make it uh, where you can just get the upgraded components, I believe, for that one.
0: Oh, you son of a bitch! Okay, well, I have to make, may have to, <laughs> say, may have to say it for that one. <laughs>
2: for me, I saw the, I saw that like huge Takanoko that was like a hundred to two hundred dollars. And, and yeah, it was kind of nice, but who has the table space to play a giant Takenoko? I don't know. Yeah. The game is yeah. great, but I don't know if it's... Re- I really don't think it's 100 to $200, you know, giant component worthy. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of uh, poorly designed components. Like uh, in uh, Starship or Starfarers a Catan, I don't know if you guys ever saw that. You had, like, these rocket ships that you would use to kind of roll... For your movement, and then you would attach attach pieces to it and everything, well, the armor would kind of wrap would, was supposed to kind of wrap around the rocket ship, and they always broke it was constant broken <laughs> and now it's out of print, and so it's impossible to find you know replacements for them
0: probably because they decided that everything was breaking, so were they jumped ship, <laughs> yeah, like get away from this. So, what what is your guys' idea of a perfect game with perfect components? I mean, it, it sounds like a like a difficult question when I say it, but like, what is your idea of a game with great components?
1: Well, that's a good one. Um, I mean. I think components are good enough when they can immerse you in the gameplay and the theme. Um, you know, I think with... Oh, I can't even think of an example. Well, I'll, I'll go back to flick them up in my thick wood. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I mean, I think those components are perfect for the for the gameplay and it really puts you in the Western theme. And it, it's it's amazing and it, it makes you wanna it it you really immerse yourself in the gameplay and I think that's what makes great components.
2: I was gonna go with a a cool mini or not game, and it's not gonna be the ones you, you guys are thinking. I'm gonna go with Roll the Smog on her Majesty's Service. It came out last year. And it's kind of got this uh, like steampunk alternate world type feel to it, and everything in the game deals with that theme. The way the board is, there's like you know gold lettering, and just everything has that steampunk feel. Like everything was designed around that, and it it made the game what was probably you know maybe a more of a mediocre game. It gave it life. quite a boost. Yeah. Yeah. It gave it life and it gave it this kind of like eerie feel. You know, good, good manchers will bring out a game.
0: Yeah. And, and to that, I, you know, I think because I can see it, uh, I think Imperial Assault is one of those that, uh, that is what really. Fantasy Flight really captured a lot of people with it because even I know a lot of non-Star Wars fans that have played it and really liked it. You know, it 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 has good components. It's got the good miniatures. It's got... Well, unfortunately, they're not painted, which kind of right. sucks, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, but it also has got the, you know, the different cards of the different people. Um, they've got their own special abilities, and you got other cards that you can use for, like, weapons and stuff like that, but it's also got the story that really enthralls you and then you know it can go 80 different ways and stuff like that which i think is is a good way to pull everybody in it it sucks you into the theme of the game you know even if you don't like star wars it it kind of it it brings you on this space adventure and really you know thinks it out really good
2: yeah i think anytime where you can kind of customize your character a little bit it's gonna add that little element of immersing you in the game
3: Um, for me what I was thinking of I've been kind of playing with the figure here Um, I was just thinking of hero clicks like just because I like to collect stuff and you know they keep putting out more and more heroes they're pretty nicely detailed you know they have the maps they are all kind of cartoony you know comic book type locations Mm -hmm. as they went through the years on them they added like you know those little ability cards so everybody's like really specific to that character I just think it's really cool the way they've Kind of built the whole franchise of HeroClix as it's gone along, and that they're some of the better-looking components to a game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of them, some sets are better than others as far as painting and stuff. But mm-hmm. I just think, for me as a collector of things, they're really fun. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sure. Um, so, do you guys think when you
0: have you ever played a game with someone and they're you know they have this version of the game and you're like, well, oh, I've got this. really you know upgrade it have you have you guys ever brought that to the table thinking like you know say you've got i don't know say star wars and you got oh i've got some old figures or i've got some terrain or i've got you know this this uh mold i made of you know like trees or something like that or you know is there something that you've been like okay well if i bring this to this to this game or to this group it would really you know make things a little more interesting
2: oh yeah i've We've done that with a couple of our games. Uh, we actually run events for Star Wars Epic Duels where we actually do an Avengers Epic Duel and a Super Smash Bros. Epic Duel variant. And for the Avengers one, we got hero clicks for it. And they might want the person who hosted, it, Jordan, actually like printed up like satellite images of different locations and created grids off of that for the game. Wow. And then like for X Wing, I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures for when we do stuff. We actually, you know, made asteroids and got some of the fancier tokens and everything to kinda soup that up a little bit. What about you, Paige?
1: Um, I mean, I am basically the one that gets games on the table with my group, so with me not being a big components fanatic, it's it's non issue for me uh, it's <laughs> you know <clears throat> although uh, we've got a really nice pool table that we play x-wing on so that's nice <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that always makes for it, it, it we were yeah, i was just thinking about that before when we were talking about games and stuff like that it's getting getting to the point now where it seems like with these with these bigger budget games that have all these components and stuff like that they're a little more expensive it's like you you basically have to have a Knights of the Round Table table because it's just like, I mean, there's just so much shit, and it's just it's really hard to play a game unless you have that, you know. And unfortunately, all of us only have regular tables that we eat on or, you know, buy right. for yeah. our porches or whatever, you know, so.
2: That's when you just get a big old piece of plywood and put it on top of the table. <laughs>
3: yeah, no kidding. And then somebody pushes down on one side. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I?
0: Where are you? Oh shit! <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, I think we pretty much exhausted this uh, topic for the most part. I'm running out of ideas. Is there anything else you'd like? You guys like to bring attention to? Uh,
2: what's your guys' opinions on card sleeves?
3: It's that's a good question. Go ahead, Mike. I always was kind of against card sleeves, but um, I finally have been investing in sleeving all of my bajillions of legendary cards, finally. <laughs> um, just because a lot of those have that... It just doesn't have the right texture where it feels like they're going to rub off after a while. But otherwise, I don't care for card sleeves, I guess. It's hard to manage them a lot of times. Shuffle them, like, have them stand in a stack sometimes because they get slippery. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like with legendary... I end up not being able to fit stuff in the box because the card sleeves make everything so much bigger. So <laughs> I'm not a huge fan, but if I feel it's necessary, I might get them. It's just a lot of money sink. So. Yeah, yeah. I um, kind of
0: agree with you on, my, on that, Mike, because uh, I kind of went the same route that you did. Once I saw that you sleeved all your Legendary, I kind of did that for DC. But also what kind of made a point for me is when... We played DC, um, the DC deck building game, at our local game store for Extra Life, and uh, it was just like we played some other games where it was like trying. You know, I I have this at our gaming table that's in my porch. Trying to get cards off of the table is like, it's a fucking nightmare. You know, it's like you that thing where you like if you don't have a fingernail, you're just trying to you know like poke it to the edge. You know, and then our our table has it's like glass but then on the edge it's got like metal so then it gets caught against that and you're trying to pull it up and it's just a hassle so i in that case i think sleeves are a great thing because then it's easy for you to pick up and play but uh, to what mike said it's kind of you know it's it's difficult once again once you sleeve everything and then it's like oh boy i just i have this huge box that i have to now get rid of and get another box to put all this other sleeve Mm. stuff in so yeah
2: i have trouble shuffling uh sleeve cards but uh I've kind of learned that for me at least what I do for sleeving is if it's a a game that lots of people are going to be handling the cards like a card drafting game like Seven Wonders that's when I'll usually get like the sleeves for or if I already see the cards you know sometimes the poor card quality where it's you know the edges are starting to get ribbed off a little bit you know then I'll sleeve those.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense for the wear and tear aspect of it. yep I think I know Paige's answer, but I'll ask him anyway. <laughs> I,
1: I don't sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only a simple man, Paige. E- is. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, the only time I like sleeve it. is when I, uh, doing something that's got a PMP. I'll print it out on paper. I'll throw an old magic card in. Throw the paper over top and that's when i'm sleeving things and that's about it
0: yeah yeah that's always a good idea because that stuff gets ruined too easily yeah
1: it, it just makes it a little thicker and easier to you know shuffle you, you can't shuffle paper very well <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true i have tried to i've tried to do that once with a print <laughs> play and that was really stupid yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah so uh, other than that I, I think i've got one classic magic deck sleeved as well and that's that's about it
0: yeah 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 my my brother-in-law had actually made a magic deck for me one time and sleeved them all and i was like um well that's going to be the only one uh, (laughs) i've got i've got thousands of other cards that i'm not (laughs) sleeving right now
1: and i'm not taking my time to unsleeve them
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly that's a funny thing too about about trying to sleeve the rest of my cards too where you play with some cards and you have to unsleeve the others, and it's like, oh, my God, this is so much work. <laughs>
2: yeah. Why did I do this? <laughs> I, got, I got flaky cardboard sucks. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, it does. Also, also compartments for game game boxes. We've talked about that quite a bit, yes. too. you know it's, That goes in the overall storage of things. A lot of game companies just don't understand that whole thing. Fantasy First, Flight. Or they
2: give you the storage, and then they don't show you how they want you to store it. Yes.
3: Oh, my God. That drives me insane. (laughs) That's what I appreciate about that Hotel Tycoon that I was talking about earlier. They actually had, because they have all these 3D models of hotels, they actually had a sheet in there. And they stack up in this bin in there, mm. three high. All these buildings sideways, and it actually shows you every level of how you should stack them up and put them back. Nice. I thought that was pretty awesome. I haven't really seen that yeah. anywhere before. Yeah. So. Well, it's not like
0: you couldn't just like do like a photocopy of that The instructions and just throw it in there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's a lot of games that are like that, and you know, it makes me think of the first uh, DC deck building game it's just like it's just got the trough like you know fantasy flight does and then it's got the little thing on the side that tells you the different colors and what they mean i'm like i don't care make (laughs) me a little bit better thing just make me some separators that's all i want
2: yeah i mean i like seven wonders duels uh insert they did a good job with that and so did a titan race you know that was a real small box and it had six managers and Six tracks and everything in this like little small box, but it all fit in nicely, and it was pretty easy to tell wh- what went where. Yep, and
0: that's that's always great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even uh, Crossmaster Arena, I think it's it, it it almost seems like it's really easy to put the stuff in the box, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh boy,
2: but I'll be curious to see what uh, Cool Mini or Not does with that license now.
0: Oh the, yeah, that's right. I forgot they bought that now. That's interesting. I still haven't played the expansion that Mike gave me, so it will be nice to get back into that.
2: I was horrible at that game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just like it because it reminds me of, like, uh, Final Fantasy to me. It's yeah. just, just, like, Final Fantasy Tactics or something like that. You know? Yeah. So well,
2: That's partly why I like Arcadia Quest, is it kind of reminds me of that Final Fantasy Tactics type play.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I think we've exhausted it now. I said that before, but now I (laughs) truly believe that we're done. Um, So why don't we get into the review? Hey, guys. Kurt here from the Cast. Are you looking to take your gaming to the next level? Well, the District Company at 305 South Barstow Street in Eau Claire and 313 Main Street in Menominee provides a fun atmosphere for social gaming and a flavorful soda lounge for friends to meet up and sample over 150 flavors of glass-bottled sodas. They provide a unique atmosphere that is unlike most gaming stores. Social gaming is the concept of playing against real people, often face-to-face and removing the layer of anonymity introduced by playing behind your computer against a stranger. Instead, our social gaming atmosphere fosters a sense of fellowship and instead, their social gaming atmosphere fosters a sense of fellowship and competitive gameplay for all games including trade card trading card games, board games, miniature games, tabletop games, video games, console games, and more. So what can you expect when you go to the District Company? Want to play a board game? They got you covered. They've got all kinds of board games to play there for free, okay? You just got to ask to play. And if they have it open for you, it's yours, okay? But also, they've got a couple of other cool things as far as tabletop games going. You want to take it home, try it out for yourself? You can rent it. Okay. It costs about 2 to $3 a day depending upon the game, and you get to bring it home and rent it out for as long as you want, as long as you pay that money for the day-to-day rent. Also, if you decide to buy this game, you can actually do a basically a rent to own. So whatever money you've put towards renting the game, you can actually put it towards your purchase if you decide to buy. Also, what they do is they also like to buy and sell used games. So you got that little, that Dominion that's been sitting on the shelf a little bit too long and you wanna spruce it up and, you know, sell it for something different, you can. And they give you competitive pricing. Another way you can have fun at the district company also, you wanna do some online gaming? They got you covered there too, with a bunch of of computers for you to choose from. You can sit down, log on, and only cost about $3 an hour, or for five hours it's only $10. So you can do all that awesome online gaming. If you want World of Warcraft, you want to play some league of legends you are covered want to play some console games they got you covered there too they have the xbox 360 ps4 ps3 the wii u and the wii lots of console gaming to be had and all for free you want to do some role playing we got you covered there too they got a nice war room in the back too that you can reserve for free or if you want to throw a party heck pay a little bit money they'll throw in some food and throw in some other little goodies for a and you can, you can role play to your heart's content. Hungry or thirsty? They got you covered too. Just like I said before, with over 100 bottles of soda, you're covered. You'll never be thirsty again. And with some delicious food on site, they've got you covered for all of your needs. You don't, No need to go to McDonald's for that run. You've got it all right there. They also buy, sell, and trade card games like Pokemon Magic the Gathering, Dragon Ball Z, and so on. So you're looking for a good time? You're looking for some social gaming? You're looking to get you know make new friends and find new games that you'll find exciting? Come on down to the District Company in Eau Claire and Menominee and get your game on. Or, like we like to say, get your MF game on. Alright, thanks for listening. Back to the show. Alright, now to the review. Um, we're reviewing Dungeon Busters that's um, coming out by Mayday Games. Um it doesn't come out until May, so it's a little bit of a preview before then. um it came it was on Kickstarter funded successfully. um it is a it is a game for uh, ages seven and up um, it plays three to five players and plays in twenty minutes okay um, I think it's something that even though even though you, it has it has three players. I think you could probably play it with two. I mean, it would be a little more difficult, I think. But, um,
3: yeah, I don't know if you could unless you took out the really high cost stuff. Oh yeah, I suppose like there's fourteen Yeah, so you, you know. really couldn't do that. Okay, so I take that back.
0: Yep. Um, so yeah, so it's a game for three to five players, twenty minutes. Um, it's really light, really easy. Um, basically, what you do is you have um, a hero that you pick. Okay, the hero doesn't really matter just because the cards are um, numbers one through seven. Um, but the art on it is pretty cool. Um, you two have two through
3: seven.
0: Oh, it's actually one through seven. Oh, it is. But oh, you took the ones out. Yeah, we took the okay. ones out. Yep. In a three-player game, you take out the ones, and All then right. in a four to five-player game, you take out the seven. Ah. So okay. it makes things a little more interesting as far as what you can score and stuff like that. So. Um, and the art of these cards is cool. It's you know it doesn't have anything to do with like they don't get any special powers or anything like that. But it's just nice to see the art, you know. Um, so they've got a priest, a knight, archer, mage, and thief. Um, and basically, what you do is you're going through three dungeons, okay? And each dungeon has um, um, five uh, five monsters to beat. Okay. But what you actually do is you actually shuffle them randomly randomly, and you take one out of each dungeon each time so you don't know exactly what you're fighting until you flip them up. Uh, the person that has the hero certificate is the one that goes first. It's basically just a, like a first player token. Okay. And what you're doing is you're tra- the, each monster has a certain hit points on it. So what you're doing is you're just trying to get enough points to either meet or succeed it to defeat that. Um, monster. Excuse me. Gosh, I like yesterday. Okay, um, but the uh, what you're trying to do is this is somewhat co-op. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to discuss about what card you play. You play it, you put it face down in secret, but the whole time you're trying to negotiate with the other players, like. Oh, I'm gonna put down a one, or I'm gonna put down a six, and stuff like that. But you don't, you don't always necessarily have to tell the truth. Um, this part of the gameplay, I thought was kind of interesting because when we first played it, it was me and my wife and my son, and it went from being very honest to very being, being very dishonest. <laughs> Um, and then when we played it, it was me and my wife and Mike. Then we played it where the, most of the time we weren't even saying anything. <laughs> we are yeah. just like, we're put it down,
3: we're going to see what happens, you know? That's because I don't trust anybody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like... <coughs> there's really no point in saying anything because i'm not going to believe anything nice
0: Nice. well you just learned a lot about mike today he (laughs) does not trust anyone not
3: even you i don't trust the people that i game with in a game where it's all about trickery yeah
0: that is true that's
3: true well you could be honest
0: but but a lot of yeah a lot of people don't (laughs) a lot of people don't um so yeah so basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to defeat Defeat the monster, and then um, depending upon um, if you beat it or not. Um, if you do beat it, um, you get point. You get uh, gems accordingly. So what it, what it's got is you got uh, blue, and you've got red, and you've got gold, basically gems. Okay, and um, you get a certain amount depending upon who's first, who's second, who's third, depending on the card. Some if you first place, you get one. If you're first and second, you get one, You get some. Or if you're first, second, or third, then you get some accordingly. Um, the thing that you think would be the way that you would win the most points is not the way you win the most points in this, where you ha- if you get the lowest card, then you score the most amount of gems usually. Um, so, so that comes into play that way. Um, another thing is is that if um, two of two different players play the same card it nullifies that number and you pretty much usually will not win that round i'm guessing in a four to five player it'll be a little bit easier to still beat somebody but in a three-player game it's really hard to beat anything unless it's got a low hit point okay um and so it's got a cool little um fun spin to it where in some high win it's got the lowest number and then the tying with the numbers kind of reminds me of Dya monsters, where you know it always cancels out if they're the same number and stuff like that. Um, you go through three dungeons actually, um, uh, uh, four monsters each, and uh, whoever has the most um, uh, gems at the end of the game wins. Um, another thing I forgot to mention too is that if you don't have enough to, um, if you don't have enough um, if you don't have enough points to win, then you lose. Hold on a second. I gotta pause this for a sec Okay. Because... All right. So, and then what happens is if um, you don't defeat the monster, anyone that um, didn't end up defeating the monster that has the lowest number of card has to put um, put gems, put their gems in the middle. And the, the difference between a lot of games and this game is whatever you have the most gems of is what you have to put in the middle if you lose, okay? So if you have three blues, two reds, and a gold, you have to put three blues in, okay? Um, you also get bonus points at the end for if you have three of the same color. You get an extra three bonus points. So that really comes into play where um, I think the last game that me and Mike and Tracy played, I had th- uh, all three of them had... All three of the gems, I had three of them, so I got extra points and kicked everybody's butt, which is cool. Um, so it's a fun little game. It's got cool art. It's um, very quick and super easy. You know, they say twenty minutes. I don't even say that. I you know, if, lo- as long as you're not learning the game, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, Mike, what did you think about the game?
3: Are we rating it now or what? We're just talking. about No, the why game? don't you just talk about talk about it a little bit. Um. Yeah, like you said, it's it was very simple. Um, we weren't playing it right, apparently. So. <laughs> I'm cutting that out, Mike. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have a lot to say about it. I only played it twice. I wasn't feeling that great when I played it. Um, it's, yeah, super simple. I think it's probably a good game for family mm-hmm. more than, I think our regular gaming group. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess for me I'd d I would i do not see it as a game that we would probably pick up and play mm-hmm. normally yeah. on our game nights. But I think if you had kids and stuff, I know it said seven. What was it? Seven and up? Seven and up, yeah. I think I don't know. I think you could go lower than seven. Yeah. Logan's easily. Lo-
0: Logan plays it easily.
3: Right. Um and he's five. Yeah. So I, I I think it would be and it's cute. Like the the drawings and stuff are cute. Like for A kid Mm -hmm. for having a family but um for it's not a game for hardcore gamers really yeah um you know something that maybe you play at the end of the night if you need something really short but i i don't see it as a game uh it's a family game that's where i'm going that's where you're going with
0: it yeah um i think it's probably a good introductory game too for people that just want to play something that's kind of light and easy um, I could see playing this with my family. It's, you know, very, you know, super easy to learn and easy to play and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think if you bring it to a to a hardcore gaming table, I don't think you're going to see it as much. Or I think with, you know, like you said, with families, you'll see a little bit more um, use out of it, I think. Um, that kind of thing. Um, it's fairly cheap, too. It's going to be coming out for about 20 bucks. So light, easy game, cheap. Um, something you can bring to the table and just kind of play on, you know, on a light day, you know, or at the end of the day, like you said, stuff like that. So yeah, really cute, easy, fun to play. Yeah, not much else to say about it. I mean, it's easy to review too because right. there you know there's not a lot of complexity to mm-hmm. it. So, so what are we gonna give this game, Dungeon Busters by Mayday Games?
3: Who, you or me? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go for us, Sarah? All right. I will give it a four, Okay, going middle of the road, because mm-hmm. um, it, it's easy to learn, I think it would be good with a family, I just don't have family to play with it, you know, mm-hmm. play the game with, so I don't see it as a game that I would necessarily ever play again.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think it's interesting, it's nice, but not for me. Yeah, particularly. Yep, gotcha. Um, I'm
0: gonna rate it a little bit higher just because, like what Mike said, it's you know good for families and stuff like that. So I'll probably rate it about. Uh, I think I will probably rate it about a five. It's not much higher, but um, it's one of those games that I know Logan really liked a lot when we played it. You know, it was a lot of fun, and uh, playing it with me and my wife and my son was a lot of fun to do. So it's kind of cool to see you know what kind of you know tricks we were gonna try to do and. You know, it just it sometimes it gets kinda silly on, you know, the ways you try to talk to people about how you're gonna be putting the numbers down, even though most of the time you're lying about it completely and that mm-hmm. every once in a while I'll be completely honest
3: just to throw other people off. You know, so <laughs> exactly. That's why I didn't even bother trying to Talk about stuff because I don't trust you. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it's like as you should. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing with it. I think it probably depends on the group that you play with, you know. Because for us and for hardcore gamers in general, you're not gonna really trust what everybody else is telling yeah. you ever. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, why even talk? Yeah. You know. I know they threw that in there to be like, oh, it's you know, to have fun type of thing. Right. But we ended up not talking. <laughs> you know, it's just like, okay. What, what number am I going to put down? I was pretty much counting cards, trying to remember what everybody played. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So.
0: yeah. Yeah. And even that sometimes is hard. It's hard to do because you don't, don't know what other people are going to end up playing next, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they're overthinking it. You're overthinking it and stuff like that. So, so yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, easy, light game. We recommend it more for families and stuff like that. So,
3: the artwork's cool. I yes. Like it. I, that's yes a big thing about it. I'd really appreciate the artwork on it yeah yeah
0: for sure yeah talking about components the components are are good for this kind of game and it it will appeal to a lot of different people so uh when it comes out in may go out and grab it get it for get it for your son get it for your daughter get it for a fun little game night with the family get it for your grandma get it for your grandma oh (laughs) grandma my logan's grandma my mom would love it so there you go and that's our review of dungeon busters by mayday games
3: Kim and I'm from the Gaming Nonsense Uncensored Gaming Podcast. And I'm Dan. Also
0: on the Gaming Nonsense Uncensored Podcast, we are a podcast that loves to cover theme in games and the games that tie to it. Want to talk about time travel? We got you covered. You like the Squared Circle? We got a few games that tie into that.
2: Want to talk about these big, giant monster, Titan-like things? We got a couple games for that.
0: Want to talk about games that we can beat the MFG cast in?
3: We got a list. But, if you want to check out our podcast...
0: All you have to do is go to facebook.com slash Gaming Nonsense Uncensored and you can check out our Twitter handle at GNU Podcast.
2: And if you don't want to talk to
0: us, we understand but you can always find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and pretty much anything else that has podcasts. So don't forget to check out the GNU Podcast. Weird games. (laughs) Alright, so we're going to get into some weird games. I made Paige and taco do some homework and i'm um, make it uh, makes me feel good about myself because then i don't have to do it yeah. so taco i'm gonna have you go first what's your weird game for this month
2: i'm i'm going with a classic 1992 from milton bradley omega virus nice
0: now i forget now I'm re- i remember that uh, i'm trying to for- i remember the name but i don't remember the gameplay
2: Basically, you and three other people, up to three other people, were competing to try and, like, find the virus and stop it before it, like, shoots a laser down to Earth. Why you're competing against everyone, I don't understand, but apparently you have to be the one to stop it. And I actually have on my on my phone and I can play for you guys uh, a clip of the The virus that actually taunts you during the game, because there's this like, there's this like electronic thing in the middle that you have to enter codes in and everything, and it'll it'll talk back to you. So, I don't know, are you guys ready for this?
0: Oh my god, I'm Go so for excited.
2: For Fifteen minutes until I take over, fool. Yellow, help me, help. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just taunts you and everything. It's great. That is and that is funny. <sighs> and you you have these like little like plastic guys, and you attach. You have to go into these different rooms, and you enter a code, and it'll tell you if you found something, or it might give a code, a secret code for another player, that the virus is in that room. And today, I was kind of like looking it up a little bit, just to kind of you know refresh myself on the game and there's actually an easter egg in the game that if you enter because you're supposed to enter like a difficulty mode and if you hit reset three times it will laugh at you and then if you select the difficulty after that it actually becomes like a super impossible mode where the virus will jump room to room at the end of the game wow Hmm. instead of staying (laughs) in a room
0: and who would have who would have really even known that, you know? Someone would have to really screw around with that to get to that point.
2: <laughs> That's why I love Board Game Geek. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. You always find out the weirdest shit on there. That's awesome. All right, Paige, you had a couple of them, so lay it on us.
1: Hey, so my first one is called What the Fuck, and it is the absolutely skanky version it says it right on the box, and this is a game that it, it's got to be a drinking game because, I mean, there's no other reason for this game to exist. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is you roll three dice, uh, you look at the each number, and you'll go to that number in a booklet, and you have to ask a question, and there's an A answer or B answer, and in my mind, I have to pick that answer, and everybody else at the table has to try and guess what I picked. And if they get it wrong, they have a set number of uh, points that they lose, which are in the shape of beer tokens. So that in, instead of how many points tokens do you lose, it's how many drinks do you have. And for an example, where would you rather have sex? A, in a vat of sardines, or B, in an outhouse. Oh, wow. So, and I mean, you have to try and figure out which one I would rather do. <laughs> or you drink. And, and that's the entire game. So basically and there's it's no
0: would you rather, except for it's a really bad drinking game.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And it's the weirdest, I don't know where I got it from, and it's the weirdest show. thing on my shelf by far. <laughs>
0: You got it from your local lingerie shop, yes. I bet. <laughs> yeah. I bet. It was gonna it was I don't gonna know. be a uh, it was gonna be a wedding present and then you backed out. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so.
1: It came with a pair of underwear probably. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I bought it for the boxers. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, totally what the fuck. Um.
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) without a doubt and that's that's my weird game for sure
0: and what was the other one you were going to bring up
1: so this game is a game that I absolutely enjoy but I think the weird aspect for me is who thought to do this and make a game out of it uh, and it's lift it because I just it seems so odd to me to put a crane on the on your forehead and you've got a unicorn you're a unicorn (laughs) and you get to pick shapes up and make you know you get to make little buildings out of shapes and who thought to do that and that is just so interesting and weird to me
0: yeah yeah that is just yeah it's totally weird because i haven't played the game myself but you just use the it basically has just like a magnet on it, and you just pick it up and then put it together right, and you can't use your hands right at all,
1: right, well, it's not even a magnet, it's actually a hook,
0: oh jeez,
1: yeah, so you've got to get the hook to hook into the into the piece, and then you've got to lift it and move it around to build your little building,
0: yeah, that's just. I could, I could see people adults playing it getting drunk and it being very <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep, absolutely.
0: <laughs> oh man. I tell you some of the things we come up with. That's awesome.
1: But I mean once it's thought of it's a great it's a great little idea and a great game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> you I, know, it's uh, a ton of fun.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's it's one of those games you see on YouTube all the time with you know, families yeah. trying to do it and stuff like that and yeah, that other game? What's the that pie other? face? Yeah, game. the pie yeah. face game. It's just like, oh my god!
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're attention grabbers. I mean, Jordan actually picked up Lift at GenCon just because he saw the people around playing it, looking goofy with the cranes on their head. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just kind of funny that that stuff that really grabs you that you're not that you're not used to seeing. You know? Yeah. I think that's why. Um, flick oh, flick 'em up is so you know so interesting because you don't you don't see that many dexterity games like that. So definitely, so it definitely kind of grabs you in in a way where it's like, oh, I need that, you know.
2: But at least I almost go ahead. I almost wonder if we're almost going back to like the late '80s, early '90s, where so many games had different little weird components. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I heard yeah, that. like Fireball Island and Omega Virus and Battle Masters. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, that's Seems like half of our weird games were our old '80s games that were just so odd and. <laughs> mm-hmm. so
1: isn't uh, isn't Pie Face just a new version of Don't Wake Daddy? <laughs> yeah, that's Kinda true. Now. That's true. <laughs> like you just press the button until it wakes up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: <clears throat> yeah. That's Except totally now true. you're getting whipped cream in the face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. I don't even want to know what other some people are doing with it. <laughs> don't walk <laughs> in on Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> This is my pie face, get out of here
1: (laughs) That's supposed to go on your face, dad
0: Get out of here Son of a bitch Wait, you're talking about about my wife, sorry Um, Yeah, that's awesome Alright, and that's weird games for this month Okay Well, I think we've made it We finally did it took us two months but we finally got to a regular podcast or a regular episode i should say a regular podcast we'll never get to a regular podcast <laughs> i just want to thank uh Paige and taco for coming on it was great having you guys on i know we've been talking a while talking for a while on twitter and stuff like that so it's nice to hear your voices and see what you guys have to say about different things so i really appreciate you guys coming on yeah thanks for coming
2: on yeah thanks for having me
1: yeah thanks as well
0: no problem all right. So where can people find you guys page? Go first.
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at board games. Co. Uh, my website is BoardGamesCo.com. uh, Instagram. It's all pretty well the same. Uh, I've got a Facebook page, all of it.
0: Yeah. Nice. Well, I already told people kind of told people before, but why don't you spell it out for them? So they actually, so they know.
1: Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, B O R E D G A M E S C O.
0: Okay, Taco, where can we
2: find you? I'm all over the place, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> mainly you can find me at uh, swikes.com or so1ks.com. Uh, I'm also under the Twitter handle at so1ks, Facebook group so1ks and also Twitter at SO1KS. So I'm pretty much on all of those. You can get a hold of me anytime and see the work I do, and pretty much that.
0: You guys do very, very great job at reporting the board game reviews. I don't know how, why I had to say it like that, but I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I want to know, Taco, where did you get SO1KS Gaming from? What does that stand for?
2: That actually came from a friend, uh, we originally were kind of, we just ran events at Gen Con, and he had come up with this for the group, and it was Survivors of a Thousand Systems, and so when I, would, when I decided to do reviewing, I just figured I would do it under this group, because they were like, hey, we'll do some reviews too, and here I am, mainly just me doing it, but now I got Jordan doing it too, so... It's growing. Very
1: cool, awesome, nice.
0: And uh, like I said, um, go to both of their websites, read the reviews. They're really good. Or they're both both have a very different view on different things as far as gaming goes, and they all have. They both have their certain voice, and it's um, awesome to see. So thank you guys for coming on again. And just to remind you guys, if you'd like to, go on Twitter, hit us up at at, at MFGCast on Twitter. We have Facebook group, too, MFGCast. Um, if you need to send us any email, you can reach us at mfgcast3 at gmail.com. Um, we'd really like you if, 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 if you could do anything. This podcast is free, so if you could help us out in any way, there's a couple ways you can do it. One thing is you can go on iTunes, you can go on your Stitcher app, you can do you can go on these other apps, you can rate us, rate us on iTunes. I'm not going to say like everybody else, give us a five-star rating. Not gonna do that. Whatever you give us, you give us the stars that you want. You tell, just get it out there so people know about us. That would be great. Another thing you can do: we're teaming up with BattleBards to bring you some fantasy audio, which is just phenomenal. I've been tinkering with it. BattleBards has been doing such a great job. Um, we've got some coupons out there for you, so just visit mfgcast.com uh, under the um, interview with Alex Jaroszabinski it's got the information on the codes there go there um, buy some great fantasy audio do us a favor next month we're gonna do something fun we're gonna do uh, a top eight we haven't done top eights for a while besides the top eight for the end of the year Um, we're gonna do top eight games we wish were theme park we just thought that would be kind of fun it was actually suggested to us by ray from tales of cardboard so we're going to try to actually get him on the show and get another special guest and we'll talk about that so uh, got a lot of stuff going on Uh, we got some stuff uh down the pipe so um, again thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you on the flip side
1: bye this podcast is a proud member of the legends of tabletop broadcast network